Good evening, and welcome to The Dark Files. Tonight, I'd like you to hear this story from someone who was there. Okay, Teddy, go ahead. It's been over a year since that night at Sunny's, the gas station. I was just out of high school. I got the job there because my uncle knew the owner, but she liked me because I was willing to work late shift. It didn't bother me. I didn't have a lot of friends in town, you know? I had online friends, Xbox, you know, like that. It was a Friday. I just finished restocking the Twinkies. That's mostly what I had to do, restocking an inventory. Sometimes the boss had me tinker with the smoothie machine or check the jerky box for mold. I used to live off that jerky. Anyways, I usually didn't even see anyone. Some nights I'd have someone come up to the doors and they'd do like, What? They're closed? Oh hey, you're in there! Come let me in! <sighs> Dummies. Then I'd have to mime to them to come over to the overnight kiosk, that little window of bulletproof glass, and the bucket. That metal drawer. I called it a bucket. It sort of reminds me of like a bucket in a well, but instead of water, you get Cheetos and Mr. Pib, which is about as important at 3 in the morning. It was about 3 in the morning. I just happened to be looking in the right direction. Usually I'm not looking out the windows. All I can ever see most nights anyways would be the brightly lit cone of light over two gas pumps and just a little bit of a dirt road and just darkness. If I craned my neck out or, God forbid, opened the door, I'd see the streetlights a little ways down the road from inside the store. That was it. Like I said, I was looking outside for once when that guy ran out of the dark. He didn't look remarkable or anything. Some white dude with a mullet, jean jacket and like sheep or wool on the collar. He had an old metal gas can. He threw himself around the gas pump and landed on his bottom. He stayed there, breathing hard and trying to peek at whoever was chasing him. Then, there was some horrible sound. Like a bear or metal being ripped in half. I don't know what it was. It was awful. He flinched. He scrambled around for a second and he got his wallet out. He ran a credit card and started filling his gas tank. I didn't know what to do. It all seemed kind of crazy, but not as crazy as what was out there. Just outside the light, still pretty much in the dark, was something big. It was on all fours. Sort of. It was shaped like a gorilla. Big arms, short legs. The head of this thing was huge. Or maybe it just didn't have a neck. It roared again, and... It was terrible. I froze. I watched that guy not knowing what to do. I wanted to help, but what could I do? He was looking at me as he started splashing the gasoline around. The thing started throwing rocks at him. The guy got hit in the shoulder and went down hard. He scrambled to get back up when one of those rocks hit. A light. Sparks showered down from the awning and shadows stretched out, covering everything. The guy out there. Our eyes met for half a blink before all the light shut off. He just disappeared, like he was dropped into an ocean. 
I went out to the doors and tried to see out. It was dark, except for a few bits of light from the road. Distant houses on either side of the wide flat land with nothing but grass between me and them. The light from the store bled out into the drive, but I couldn't see anything from there. I strained my eyes to see something. Anything. A shape darted out of the black and hurled itself into the safety glass doors. Look in! Open the door! It was that guy. His face was wet and slick with blood. His left eye was just a dark red and pink hole. He beat his fists on the door over and over. And I couldn't do anything. I just watched dumbly for a minute, my hands slowly starting to move like they'd only just gotten the message. I got the door unlocked, and just as he started to pull it forward, whatever was out there dropped one huge fist on his back. His face slammed into the pexiglass, and it warped and stretched. Wet and red smears appeared as he fell to his knees. The thing on the other side winced from the light and effortlessly pulled him away into the dark. Suddenly, my hands were moving again. I quickly twisted the one-inch deadbolt lock and flung myself around the counter. Something rubbery and pink flew out from the shadows and joined the splashes of red on the wall. I kept backing up until the cold glass of the soda fridge met my back. I hadn't realized how hot a night it was until that moment. My back was drenched with sweat. It bled into my eyes. I blinked back something as everything started to spin. I felt a cold darkness reaching up at me. I was going to faint. What the hell was wrong with me? I was going to pass out from fear and heat and cowardice. I let my back slide down the glass until I was on the floor, staring out at the darkness, unsure of what was moving out there. I... I started crying. Time passed. I don't know how, but I just sat there waiting for whatever was out there to come barreling through the plastic walls around me. It got quiet. The horrible Muzak made for a terrible companion. When the obvious finally struck me, my knees wouldn't respond. I made an honest attempt to get up, dragging myself forward and rocking back until I was finally crawling back up that fridge. I stepped back behind the counter. The wide linoleum counter with the cigarettes overhead and the rolls of lottery tickets. The clear plastic wall that protected me from bad breath and pushy customers would never have protected me from a criminal. But a monster? A monster. Nothing would save me. But I had to try, right? I picked up the boss's phone. I still remember the boss yelling at me because she caught me using it once to order a pizza. You can call me when your ass is on fire, or you can call me because you've been shot. That's it. I'd been so conditioned to pretend it didn't exist, and so it slipped my mind somehow. It wasn't until my hand touched the old yellowed plastic of the headset when... The lights were ripped from me, and I was blanketed in shadow. There was no light. Whatever that thing was, was right outside and it wasn't stopping. No light and there was nothing I could do. I fumbled around. The phone was dead. The creature was about to break its way in. I found a flashlight. It was an old piece of garbage with white head, but it still worked somehow. A weak little beam of light popped on the ceiling and the creature howled. 
It didn't like that. I thought about the back exit. I mean, what else could I do? I had a flashlight, that's all. Then it got inside. I started moving. I got up and I ran. I got back to the fire door, slamming into it. An alarm started blaring. I stopped and saw nothing ahead of me. The next nearest building was on the other side of the shop. I had to place my hand against the wall to find the corner and started running. It was still coming. In the distance, I could see a little blinking blue dot. It was the next nearest source of light, and it could be miles away for all I knew. I kept running. My chest burned. My legs were turning to jelly, and I couldn't be sure I didn't feel the breath of the gorilla lizard monster thing wasn't on my neck. Just as I got to the light, I saw what it was. A bug zapper buzzed and shuddered as some insignificant thing flew into it. It had no idea. It just saw a light and ran into it. Its place in the universe destroyed in an instant for the sin of running from the darkness into the light. From out of the dark, before I could reach the porch, something, enough like an arm, came out of nowhere and ripped into me. And it was there. Of course it was. I had run as fast as I could for as long as I could. It was never more than a few feet behind me. That thing was playing with me. Hot, wet splashes gushed out of my arms, and I was batted to the ground. I tried to run again, and it ran into me. I was flung forward and scrambled to the door. I didn't realize where I'd gotten to. I thought if I could just get someone to let me in, I might not die. I rolled over to see it. I still couldn't get a good look. It just sat back, clicking at me. I inched away. I found the doorknob and remembered where I was. The Fillmore House. They had been gone all summer. And I gave up. I think I just decided, resigned myself to it. My knees slammed into the porch. There was this hollow thump. There was no one home. My breathing was ragged. My body hurt. I was about to die. I must have blacked out. I don't know how you go from being so scared you just want to cry to blacking out, but I did it. The sun was up, I was stiff and hurt all over, but somehow... You survived. Yeah. The subtle warmth of the sun was reaching me when I woke up. I don't know how long I was out. I for a moment thought I was just having a nightmare, but the sticky, painful slashes on my arms were real. I looked around and didn't see the creature anywhere. I got up slowly, painfully. In the distance, I could see smoke billowing from the gas station. It was a smoldering blip in the distance. I never found out how that happened. I never found out what happened to that thing. I never found out who was that man trying to warn me. I never went back to my hometown after your agency moved me. And if I'm honest... I haven't slept right since that night. Are there any more questions, Mr. Grisby? No, I don't have any more questions for you, Teddy. But I do have a few answers for you. Not enough, I'm sure, but I do have some answers for you. What about the nightmares? Those? Those I can't help you with. Teddy's a good kid. 
He never imagined he was going to go through something like this. Who does? Even at our most masochistic, we imagine a sudden car crash, a plane going down, maybe some random bit of stone from the top of a skyscraper comes tumbling down right on your head. But we don't expect this. No, nothing like this. We have no way of knowing when such a thing will happen. Good night, for now.